everybody. We are back with season two, better than ever. But you know one thing that hasn't changed? We're still using Anchor. She is so fun. She's free. She's easy to use. You can record, edit, collaborate, and distribute all of your podcasts through her. So, you know, when you got a good thing going, (laughs) you don't give it up. If you're thinking about making a podcast, I know some of you are. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey, I know it's late, but can you talk? Two in the Morning is an original podcast where we unabashedly explore the questions that are keeping all of us up at night. Me, Mia Brabham, and my best friend, Michael Galfetti, are two 20-somethings who've been coming together for eight years with hilarious, sometimes deep, and always honest, infinitely dimensional questions about life. Now, we're doing it with all of you. Each week, we'll both prepare a question, something we've been thinking about all week, all month, maybe even all year, and we'll talk through it. We've learned that it's not always about the answers, but sometimes just about the comfort of conversation. News? Not exactly. Therapy? Maybe. Entertainment? On accident. It's two in the morning, and it's time to talk. Hello, sleepyheads. Welcome to yet another episode of Two in the Freaking Morning. What's up, Michael? I am fully in my bed, um, <laughs> and that's how that's where I'm at. <laughs> yeah, today is like lay in bed, watch something on Netflix that you won't even remember tomorrow. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's honestly weird because, like we've said, we had this idea for this podcast in 2016 when the podcast industry was just like a baby and now it's 2020 things are different in a lot of ways one because when we this year revived that idea we thought we'd be in person and now we're not and it's weird to like look at you and honestly not just be like you know look sideways and feel your energy it's like virtual energy b v e big virtual energy it has to be huge or else you just can't feel it and i hate this i hate this for us i'm tired are you going stir crazy i don't know it feels so strange because i feel like so much of my life was already online like my work is just sitting at my computer jamming out emails getting on the phone like so that hasn't really changed i just don't go to the office but i still chat my colleagues and we still g-chatted like back in the day and like It's strange to me how much has not changed Um, because like you said, we were long distance friends for two years. Like I'm just used to kind of being on my own for a long time and then like meeting up with people, you know, at months in between. Honestly, I feel similarly because I left the entertainment industry um, to be a freelancer. So I had control over my time my hours, my attention, my focus, all of that. And I, for a year, had been working freelance. I was almost like prepping for this pandemic without knowing it because it was like me sitting at my desk during the day and being like, I can go to the grocery store right now and nobody will be in line. But it is still weird for me because if I want to just go see someone, you can't do it with the same comfort I hate the planning. Like, yeah, I miss like strangers or just kind of like being around other people and not being Mm. stressful like I think sometimes when I'm like going to sleep at night I'm like if I could just walk into like a crowded sweaty really gross club like that (laughs) 
I just need to do that like once a quarter. <laughs> once a quarter. That is once a quarter is the way to live. I miss, I think I miss dancing the most because I do like a club scene every once in a while. And I miss, I really, really miss movie theaters. I miss getting a buttery popcorn and sitting in the dark and turning off your phone for an hour yes. and however much change and just being fully present i mean a movie theater is like one of the few places nowadays where you can actually be fully present unless you're someone who texts during a movie if you text if you go to a movie theater and then text you need to unsubscribe unlike we don't <laughs> who goes to movie theater and text get out get, get out. out this podcast is get not out. for you <laughs> i don't understand how you're here but you text during a movie i may be judging you a little which is perfect because this episode is at least for me going to be all about being petty so I'm very excited. Should we ask our I'm first question? I'm so excited. Me, <laughs> yes, take us away. All right. Um, well, I think I should say it's scary out there, but it's way less scary when we're together. It's two in the morning. And, and it's, it's time, time to, to talk. talk. <laughs> All right. My question this week is... Just because you have the receipts, does it mean you should show them? And by this, what I mean is, I don't want to talk about cancel culture. I feel like that's going to probably sneak into the conversation. Um, I'm really over that word. It's a total buzzword now. And I think it's kind of surface level. But I mean, there's something to be said about how phones... And uh, the ability to catch things on camera and share them on a wider scale, how that's played into a lot of things happening right now and getting justice for people for um, showing what behavior is not acceptable, Um, especially we're both on Twitter. We love Twitter. For a platform that's all about words, it's also very visual. There's a lot of video going on. And I ask this because there's been two times in the past week where I have receipts for someone who has wronged me and I wanted so badly to share them to be like, this behavior is not acceptable. This person wronged me, which means they're probably wrong a lot of other people. So part of me like wants to sound so bad, but I mean, we have to be honest. Like part of me wants them to feel shame and to feel embarrassment for what they've done. But it's also to show people like, don't ever do this. That's not okay. Um, Mm -hmm. But is that bad? And what is the right thing to do? Like, should we be putting videos out of all this and really just like showing the world who people are or who a certain type of person is? What do we think? Uh, okay. <laughs> I'm going to try not to say that's so good in every episode, I swear. <laughs> so I'm going to have to sit on my hands and remind myself not to say it. Um, that's so good. <laughs> <laughs> so this question um, – it's bringing up kind of a lot of different things for me, which I love. That's how my brain works. Um, so I'm thinking about, I don't really, I can't think of a time when I've been in that scenario, which I think is fascinating. Like I've really someone, I've had the receipts, like a video or a text message from someone and I caught them like, you know, lying or like being rude or doing something um racist or inappropriate or violent um i don't think i've been in that scenario where i have like digital receipts to share with the world it's hard like so i'll I'll tell you what happened i was um 
But I was sitting in an outdoor square and there was a lady, there was nobody on the patio. There were so many chairs. And she sat right next to me at the table next to me and took a work phone call. And I was, I was working. It's a public place, granted. But it's like there's so many other tables. And it's just like courtesy, dude. And we're in a pandemic. Sits right next to me, takes her mask off, starts yelling into the phone, like speaking so loudly on a 30 or 45 minute phone call. And there were so many other tables. And I was like, this is a Karen move. Like, mm-hmm. I, I literally took a video and I was just like, do anybody see this woman? I like showed all the other chairs. It's in my phone. I don't think I'm going to post it. But I started thinking like, I don't want anyone to like see her face. And like, this could have been a mistake. And even though she is being disrespectful in some way, it's like, I don't want to ruin someone's life. I feel like the world has grown from these experiences. Like the mm. video of that woman in Central, Central Park. Park. Yes. Like it's it magnifies like everyone saw that and saw what she did. And like whether she should have lost her job or not, I don't really want to weigh in on. Like I don't know if that's the right like course of action or if that's what justice is in that scenario, but everyone just saw that like simple act of racism and that woman lying and yeah that had to be posted could you imagine if that wasn't posted or like all of those mm-hmm. situations that exist and have been existing since the beginning of this country that haven't been posted mm. i mean i <laughs> you just nailed it i think you said it all that the key is growth and i think if other people can grow from viewing it it's worth putting out there but I guess then the question becomes at at what point does it cross into petty territory versus helpful and worth it to get justice is it on a case-by-case scenario what is the barometer here like so a scenario in which it didn't I think in my opinion it wasn't helpful for the discourse um, slash the nation was the video of that white boy um, and the Native American man. So that they were on the steps of like the Lincoln Memorial and this white guy, this young child who was on a field trip or something was being extremely disrespectful to this Native American man um, who was there. I, I don't you know, everyone was just out on the mall. Um, and the video went viral and it started, it sparked a national conversation on kind of race in America. Um, but I really didn't like the discourse just because he was a kid. And there's so many stupid things that I did as a child that like, um, I, you know, I've grown since then and I've learned since then. And like at that time we didn't give him the space to like grow and learn. Um, and instead he ended up kind of doubling down on it and Mm. ended up, he, he's won a ton of money for libel suits from against news companies that wrote about it and carried the story and shared the video. Um, he's actually won a ton of money because people posted that video. Um, 
yeah that i mean that's whiteness at work but also that's crazy but do we think though that that is like whose fault is that because we have to hold kids accountable like he's a teenager i'm sorry he's not a three-year-old like if you're saying racist shit in front of the lincoln memorial to me there's certain things like yes we do stupid things as a kid but i'm talking about ding dong ditching your neighbors and i'm talking about like accidentally crashing into your neighbor's car or something like that when you're learning to drive we're talking about racist shit where you know what you're saying you're not stupid and that needs to be held accountable i don't care how old you are if you're five you're probably just repeating what you heard you have a brain after the age of like like 12 Mm -hmm. so i think there's something to be said about holding people accountable it doesn't matter that he was a teenager or a kid but um like posting the video do that make him double down and was but what does did that we mean that the learn have been or like what did we yeah that one i don't and know what did we why learn? that's but, a good question that's a yeah good question. like how did we, we move forward from that because he actually got the court sided with him and said that this was libelous and kind of some of the reporting was you know inaccurate or slander or whatever um so I I hate that story. Like I, that yeah. one just makes me feel really. Bad. It didn't pan out well, and it just made the situation worse. There's because it kind of reminds me of like um like trauma porn in a way where like honestly someone who's Native American who's watching that video it could just be traumatic to see this boy yeah. yelling things at this man. Like mm-hmm. what you're right. What what purpose is it, did it serve? In that case, it like kind of backfired, but it didn't pan out in the right way um and it is it's like what does this person yelling slurs or whatever he was yelling at this person actually do this is fascinating though because it's like it's basically on us like Mm. i'm not sure that the poster of the video or the receipts like they don't know first of all like to bring it back to your scenario in the patio um Like, you don't know if that's going to go off or not. So I kind of assume I have a tiny following. I just assume that the stuff I post doesn't really matter. Like, it's not going anywhere. It's not going to change the world. Um, But that's the thing about posting receipts, especially, you know, to Twitter or like highly viral sites, Um, not just like putting the receipts in the group chat, like going beyond that um you don't know how the world's going to receive it and what it's going to go and what impact it's going to have so the intention behind each of those posts the one of the woman in new york or in in central park and then the one behind the um kid in the um on the national mall they could have had the same intent and the intent was to you know call out um, injustice, speak troops to power, to share, to rally, to organize, but you don't know what's going to happen after you post it. You're like That's basically so trying to give up control once you post the receipts. That's the power of the internet, baby. I would like to end on this note. It's one of my favorite sayings. Honestly, it's been said so much at this point, I don't even know who the original quote is by. Um, but as a writer, they say, if you don't want someone to write about you, don't do shitty things. don't be shitty you don't have to worry about if you show up on the internet on a viral video Mm -hmm. or not don't yell Mm -hmm. in walmart at people who are trying to help you don't (laughs) say racist shit on the street it's that simple like you said once someone catches that honestly it's on you like and they're not wrong for sharing it because you did it so or are they i don't know (laughs) 
Anyways, <laughs> let's keep talking about this. Let us know what you think. <laughs> the best rule of thumb is don't be problematic. Um, and you have nothing to worry about. If you are being problematic, then it's only a matter of time. <laughs> <laughs> and that's that on that. Michael, what is your question? But I guess first, yes. we should probably do a break, huh? Um. Yeah, let's go on a little break. Let's do it. See you soon. Let me tell you about Taylor. I met her in elementary school, and I'm 100% positive that she was the person who taught me how to make those little woven friendship bracelets. Now, she started her own freaking business called Macramade MVB, which is the cutest online boutique ever. I'm an earring freak, and I'm always looking for a cute earring to wear with jeans and a plain t-shirt because I'm boring, and I like it that way. I got a dangly knitted mustard-colored pair and a cream-colored pair, and I literally don't stop wearing them, slash I alternate them every single day. They're so light on the ear, they're pretty, and they're just chef's kiss. One night, I even fell asleep in them. And then the next day, Dan was like, wow, you wear these every day. And I'm like, I do. They're the cutest thing ever. I can't help it. But it doesn't stop there because, I mean, I don't know what Taylor doesn't have in the store. There's woven plant hangers, keychains, yoga strap mats, magnets, and more things that are just the perfect stocking stuffers or small gifts for the holidays and her birthdays and just because. But don't tell any of my friends. And honestly, if they're listening to this, just pretend that you didn't because it's going to be everyone's gifts this year. It's one of those things where I, I can't tell you. You just have to go look at the site and see how beautiful it all is. But warning, you won't want to stop scrolling because it's honestly visual therapy. Taylor is a big proponent of mental health, and it's what pushed her to start the soothing macrame journey, and it's made a huge difference in her life, and clearly now it's making a huge difference in ours. You can get 15% off anything in the store with code 2 in the morning at checkout. Head to etsy.com slash store slash macrame NVB for macrame heaven. Again, that's etsy.com slash store slash macrame NVB for macrame heaven. Thanks, Taylor. Okay, so... My question for this week um, is basically, like, do you believe in cutting people out? And, like, if so, like, cutting people out of your life. And if so, how? Is it, like, blocked on every network, restraining order, won't be satisfied <laughs> till they're dead? Basically, like, how deep are your wounds? <laughs> Mia, the floor I'm is la- yours. I'm laughing too hard. I can't talk. <laughs> you refuse to say it every episode but i will that was so good um that's a great question i've also been wondering this michael because there's one person i cannot seem to cut out i've muted them on everything they won't stop replying to my things um they're a person who's wronged me in the past and i forgive him in them multiple times and i just decided randomly one day i don't want you in my life and i don't know if that counts as cutting them out but in my head i'm like i don't think i've actually cut them out Yeah, like, so I want to touch on something you said, which was, like, have I, like, a question, like, have I cut someone out? To me, cutting someone out, like, they know. They know they should not contact me. They are on my do not contact list. Like, if they try to get in touch, they are met with um, a strong response. Wait, so do you know... Do By that, do you mean actually telling someone, do not contact me verbally? I'm like, yeah I'm basically saying like not ever talk to me again that's how I cut yeah that's what I'm thinking of is like is it okay to do that because I feel like I have had to do that before in my life where I'm just like listen I've forgiven you time and time again um, I've really given you a lot of chances and 
I, I just can't do it anymore. And so at this point, like, I don't, I blocked you on everything. I have communicated to you via text that like, we're done here. Um, and it, they tried to get back in touch. And I said, no. <laughs> yeah. So I don't think you've ever cut anyone out like that, but that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> well, see, it's complicated for me because I feel like so many of my relationships and friendships are intertwined. And not to say that yours aren't or anyone who has verbally said to someone, don't contact me again. I feel like they have an out. The per All the people who I've thought about cutting out are in friend groups. And I'm like, you do not serve me. You've wronged me. You've taken advantage of me. But I know I have to keep seeing you in person because – I'm not, I'm not foregoing seeing my friends. And I also am never going to ask someone else to like never show up at a friend event again. So I know I have to live with it and them and coexist with them. If I wasn't friends with the group completely, or it was just like an individual relationship, it'd be much easier to be like, never contact me again. But I'm very much a peacekeeper, or at least I try to be. So it's very hard for me be to say, never contact me again when I know I do have to see them in certain scenarios because that would be really bad. So that's why it's easier for me to be like, keeping it cool with you. I know I'm making an invisible boundary, but I don't need mm -hmm. to verbally tell you that because it will cause a rift with everybody. But that's also bit me in the ass so many times. So uh, I think it's okay to cut people out, though. You have to do what you yeah. have to do. You have to. I have been in the same room as someone who has been on my do not contact list. We don't make eye contact. That person doesn't exist. They're not in my world. <laughs> Did they come up to you? No, they know they know not to come up to me. I'm very good at sending out an energy Michael. that lets you know where you stand. Like Michael, I need this energy, but see in person I feel like I'm good at that energy because people have told me I can give a real mean cold cold shoulder. But then they still come at me because I, I'm have not you denied someone eye contact the power that has try it everyone i want you to never look your enemies in the eyes again <laughs> and they will know <laughs> i love that we yeah we both stand cutting people out it's just you have to do it sometimes so question though this person as the example in this situation when you told them do not contact me again did you know you did you know there's a possibility of being with them in a room again when you said that or did it just so happen that they were in a room I feel with you like, again? Yes, I did. It was kind of, it was in college. So it was kind of like a friend group scenario. We actually used to work together. I don't want to give away too mm -hmm. many details. People might I guess. I know, right? I'm like, I, everyone probably knows who my person <laughs> Listen, we're being honest. Radical it's two honesty. in the morning. Sorry. <laughs> um, so, yeah. I was open to the idea or thought that like they might be there. And I remember my friend who was planning the party that we were both at was like, is it okay if I invite them? And I said, yeah, but that doesn't mean that I'm going to engage with them. That doesn't mean that we're friends. It, it doesn't change their status with me. <laughs> well, you have nice friends who ask, can I invite this person? Yes. You <laughs> yeah. That doesn't happen to me. They, have you they ever caused a scene? They literally go, by the way, they're coming. By the way, they're coming. Or I show up and they're like, oh, just so you know, like, X is going to be here. And I'm like, well, it's my time to go. See, Michael, I, I I, need more of your energy because the thing is I don't like to share space with them where, like, you have so much more willpower where you can share a space and be like, but you're 
not existent to me. I'm like, I don't want to see you. I'm like, I don't want to be around you. My energy will be affected and I don't mm-hmm. like to be that person and I don't like to have my energy unbalanced. Yeah. So I completely am like, I'm removing myself or they can be removed from a situation. But most of the time I put myself last and I'll be like, well, I'm going to remove myself. They can stay. Like I'll go. But that's bad. I need to be a better bitch than that. Yeah, definitely. Walk in. Don't ever look at them. Let them know that they're insignificant. (laughs) I learned something from you today. Did you guys all hear that? Don't look your enemies in the eye. There you have it. It is powerful. It will give you magnitudes. And also, no one lives rent-free in this head, okay? You are magical. (laughs) Cast a spell. I know. I'm going to get out my scissors. Snip, snip. You know how you see a funny meme online and then you DM it to a friend? Did you know that you can do that with this podcast? Text a link or a screenshot to your bestie and get them in the gang. The more, the merrier. We love you. This was an amazing time talking about this. I feel like I learned a lot from you and um, I can't wait till next time. (laughs) That's all, folks. Yes, let us know. Have you cut people out? How do you cut people out? Is it possible to cut someone out? And also let us know if you think it's petty to post receipts or if you think it's actually really helpful. So we need to know. Let the people know. Um, Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, all that stuff. And we'll read everything you write. Bye, everyone. Go get some rest. Thank you so much for staying up with us. You can subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to join the Two in the Morning gang. Rate it five stars. If you're feeling really nice, leave us a review and share this episode with just one person you know. And if you have any leftover coffee money this week, consider donating to us on Cash App at Two in the Morning Pod. Each month, we donate to a new organization or cause we believe in. And this month, we're donating half of all proceeds to the NDN Collective an indigenous-led organization dedicated to building indigenous power. You can hang out with me on Twitter at Hot Mess Mia and on Instagram at Yours Truly Mia. And you can say hi to me on Twitter and Instagram at Spaghetti Galfetti with one T. And thanks for hanging out with us. Now go get some sleep and see you next Sunday. Two in the Morning is a podcast produced by Jamila White and Bia Kasanga. Music by Brian Kim. Cover art by Madeline Younger. Subscribe for new episodes every Sunday. Sweet dreams. Sweet dreams.